So speaking of other aspects of sports, uh, I will, as it's my want is to go political. Um, we've seen a huge increase in political activism uh, in national sports leagues and in individual players and teams. So example that comes to mind is Colin Kaepernick, uh, you know, uh, and the NBA's outspoken support of Black Lives Matter, uh, or even more recently, the Iranian soccer team at the World Cup, who initially didn't sing the national anthem in support of the feminist protests who were going on in their country. So um, athletes are in a unique position to kind of express themselves in a political activist way, at least at least in, in recent years they have. Uh, how can families use sports as a way to help the young people understand the world around them and to foster important conversations with young people who might not fully understand, understand the gravity of, of, of what's occurring? That's a great question. I think sports allows young people to get connected with people who are dissimilar and similar to them. You're on a team, teams usually large, say it's more than 10 people. Um, and it's an opportunity to bring people from within your community, within your state, within your region, all together, all galvanized and focused on one particular goal to win, to be effective, to be efficient and all these other things. And so when you take a whole bunch of people who have one or several uh, unifying characteristics, but also um, are diverse in many other ways. Those unifying characteristics allow for those initial additional ways of connection. And then these other kind of organic forms of connection just rise up from that being forced to or having the opportunity to spend so much time together. So I think that's why sports can be beneficial. You see somebody struggling, you see them at their highest and their lowest if they're your teammate and finding ways to support them, but you also see just how similar they are. Um, and as much as diversity is about showing the uniqueness of certain people or cultures or situations or identities, I think a lot of diversity too is showing the similarities, um, the struggles that we all go to be perfect or to be high achieving, uh, dealing with loss, um, how to manage our anger, all those other things. When you see people who are just being so raw with their emotions, um, and giving you all that they have so that not only they can be successful, but you can be successful. How can you not be bonded to that? Um, there were teammates. I went to school in North Carolina and there were teammates who uh, insulated me purposely from um, very racist stuff that was going on in North Carolina. And I'll never forget that. Um, they will be friends for life who did that. And so being able to go through really challenging situations and come out the other side is is beneficial. And it, in no was similar to what people probably experience in the military, because that's obviously magnitudes of of um, more complex and more serious. But in terms of going through something challenging together, having been brought together from various different locations, but uniting under a common goal, I think that's a, again, very different, but one of the similar characteristics of sports. And, you know, uh, um, uh, I, I think that's just so important. We have a, a tradition at Mass General. Uh, do you know uh, Chet Pierce? He played football, basketball, and lacrosse for Harvard. And he was the first African-American college football player ever to play a game south of Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. Way back when. Um, and and he was my mentor. And, and I remember he would tell the story about the team going down south. This was during segregation. Uh, and... Um, uh, they weren't, they were not allowed into a restaurant and, um, uh, they didn't, you know, 
barge their way in, but he would talk about how difficult that was during those periods of time. Yeah, I mean, I think for a lot of young minority people, um, we often conflate the facts that sports are filled with minorities that participate at a young age because the demographics are, you know, there's a lot of after school activities that people can get involved in. But I know for me, being a minority in a, a particularly white dominated sport like tennis and like lacrosse, um, it's it's a unique experience. There are times when you're targeted. Um, there are times when people over assume or under assume your capabilities in that sport. And so the added pressure of I'm not only trying to win the game, but I'm also trying to fight this uh, prejudicial ref or or judicial opponent who's cheap shotting me or or whispering stuff in my ear that only I can hear. Uh, that can get really, really challenging. And so that's not the resilience building that I'm thinking about when I'm talking about playing sports because I don't want any young person to go through that. Um, I think it speaks to some of the reevaluations that we need to do about sports. And sports is not this fairy tale land where the social ills that impact our community don't go between the lines. They do. And I think in the sport of lacrosse in particular, because that's the sport that I'm um, most involved with from an activist standpoint, we're really trying to, like, if a 16-year-old says the N-word and they're not uh, African-American or they, they're not Black, what is the penalty? What is appropriate? Is it you throw them out the game? Is it a two-minute penalty and they can't get released? What are we going to do to help not only acknowledge that that's hurtful and harmful for the people that hear it, but also, what do we do for the person who says it? Uh, what are we going to do to help teach them that it's inappropriate and admonish them, but not do it to a degree that's going to make them bitter and vengeful and make them want to use the word more because they were now um, had this huge extreme punishment that causes them to now go the other way. So we've come a long way from Jackie Robinson, but we're, we're, we're still way, way behind the curve. I don't know if we've come a long way. I, I really, I hear stories every day of people getting racially abused in different sports. It happens all the yeah. time. I, so I would say there's the ability to play is there, but not only from the young people, but also the adult spectators. Some of the things yeah. that they're saying at these youth games is, is abhorrent. Um, so I think it's really getting back to what are the values that we want uh, to have play out in sports. Sports used to be a place where people would try to show racial superiority. We think about the uh, Berlin Olympics. We think about uh, Black Jack Johnson. We think about all these different ways in which people use sports to show their race or their community was better. Um, and so that's still applicable. Uh, but we're so, trying. And, and that's played out, in too, in how many managers there are who are, 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 are people of color. Uh, very, very, very few. So what do, what do you recommend um, – uh, that we can do to move ahead. I mean, you know, I think my hunch is, is that it begins with youth. Um, but, but what do you think? I mean, since we haven't, maybe we haven't come that far, uh, except the ability to play, you're talking about, you know, kind of, uh, the built-in, you know, racism that we, that, that we see, in sports, um, the systemic racism that's still a part and parcel of, of, of athletics. What, what do you think is going to be the way we can best um, move ahead? This is a great question. Um, so I'm going to assume that this is not the answer because I feel like it's so simple that somebody else would have figured this out before I spoke it on the podcast. Um, 
it's got to be a top down and a top down and a down top. So it's got to be coming in opposite directions. And so we have to teach young people about autonomy, self-respect, respect for others, empathy, compassion, and how to compete and compete hard, but also keep in mind these things. And then the adults that are organizing these sports, sanctioning certain things, we have to be able to hold them accountable because I would much rather hold an adult accountable for the mistakes of the youth than a youth accountable for the, the mistakes they make on the field. Uh, because chances are what the youth says or does is a byproduct of the adults in their, around them and their environment. And I also think we need to reach out and, and cross certain lines and be able to have uh, respect and admirations for different types of sports or people playing certain sports. So I think one of the things that always gets me is the lack of appreciation for female athletics and female sports. And I think that that's something that if we reevaluated that as a culture and really just saw it as people competing, trying to do the best they possibly can in a similar sport or in the same sport, I think that would do wonders. But for some reason, we kind of truncate it and say it's lesser than uh, and that can is just as problematic. And we see that play out across different um, groups and, and communities. So, you know, it's interesting. And then, Khadija, maybe you could wrap up because we're, we're short in time. But, you know, my daughter played uh, D1 sports um, for UMass. And um, even with Title IX, um, women are treated differently. Uh, women, women are treated, you know, I mean, there are racial disparities and there are gender disparities that we have, in my view, we haven't really, really fully or even partially addressed. Yeah, yeah. 